It's a pleasure to be on the air with you, Dan. Oh, as always, I saw Portrait of a Lady on Fire finally. I don't oh, know if wonderful. you want to circle back to that for a moment. Sure, and yeah. I also saw Invisible Man, which I believe you did too. Yes. Great. So we've got those. I saw one other thing. I saw the new Pixar movie Onward. Oh, God. I mean, was it great? Probably. No. Oh, people, I've heard some good stuff about it. It's okay. It's fine. It's not bad. It's just, it didn't click for me. It didn't do it for me. And the incidentally queer character. <laughs> I know. One set, one line, and then they proceed to make alternate versions of that line for all the foreign markets. Right. When I don't want to make, you know, like strange remarks about gender, but what is that creature? Is it human? Uh, it's in the role of a human. It's a it's police a, woman, basically. It's a, human, but, it's a humanoid uh, you know, individual. She's actually a beast, but it's it's in a, it's using the the kind of Tolkien. You know, there are centaurs and there are elves, and but they all are humanoid. They all behave like c- citizens in the society. Yeah. That's the difficult thing with inclusion. How do you have a character who is queer if the story doesn't have to do with that? Because then, yeah. why not make them anything? then it doesn't matter. Right. I don't know right. why I feel that way. <clears throat> and she makes a comment that's a perfectly normal comment that someone would make. My Oh, my girlfriend. I don't even remember what it is, but she just says my girlfriend. That's the whole thing. And it's fine. It's totally innocuous. And, 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 and the, you know, like on the one hand, you want to be like, well, yeah, why not make that a part of the fabric of the reality in movies like it is in real life? But movies aren't really like real life. So no. everything's intentional. And a, a, and it feels almost insulting that it's a character who's in literally one scene. Yeah, it's there's an economy of characters, an economy of experiences. And if you're going to bring in a queer experience, to me, there ought to be some reason for that. Some insight or something you want to open up to the world to just do it randomly as like a virtue signal I don't like. And I don't get right. it. One of the jokes of this movie, and I guess we're getting this movie out of the way first, is that uh, it takes place, you know, Pixar does these movies that are are wonderful, like quirky monster world or toys, toy story. Then they have their ones like Good Dinosaur and Up and things that have um, very hard and even Ratatouille that have like premises that are so high concept that they, like the movie has to take, you know, 40 minutes just to establish the premise. Right. And this one is that it's the world you know of fantasy where there's, you know, orcs and elves and centaurs and gnomes and things, but they got sick of of, uh, magic and they kind of evolved into a society with technology. And now they've almost forgotten that things are magical. They've forgotten their adventurous spirit. And it's basically about a a kid, a pair of brothers, but specifically one kid who's rediscovering that. He discovers magic and, you know, and so it's interesting, I guess. But so I guess if they were going to justify um that representation in that moment they they could say it's there's a lot in this movie that's trying to be like mundane normal modern type life that's taking place in this crazy weird mm-hmm. world i don't know if it's successful as that but i imagine that's what they would say is that oh it's just a mundane thing like we have in our world you know like they uh unicorns are like raccoons they eat your garbage at night and you have to shoo them off your property and it's it's real weird. Wow. Yeah, I, I for some reason, it, it takes a lot for me to show up to an animated film. It's not that I don't mm-hmm. always enjoy I always enjoy them, even the ones mm-hmm. that aren't that great. I always think, oh, that was cute. I always yeah. enjoy it, but to get me through the door is the hardest thing. <laughs> it's like church. 
with other people. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> Me, right. first in line. First in line right. for church. Right. And Pixar is usually a, a, a very clear bet, but um you know, this this one's creative and fun and interesting, but it just I I, I didn't have a single emotional reaction to it mm. unless unless uh checking your watch is a, an emotion. <laughs> Which I don't think it is. But now a whole generation of young lesbian, what's the word with when you have one eye? Cy- Cyclops. Is that what they are? Yeah. 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 They now are seen. Yes. <laughs> they can They can loop that 18 second and for, scene. And of course the first openly... <laughs> queer character is a cop <laughs> right right yeah. and so at least she knows law and order and she knows right and right <laughs> so apparently they're changing the word to partner in russia okay and i think they're just cutting the scene out everywhere else i mean it seems like the easiest thing to change <laughs> change yeah. it to the boyfriend or you know, right <laughs> it's easy it's crazy and you know i don't I can't even give like I want to give kudos to Disney, and I can't bring myself to do it because no. it feels calculated. No, like for even trying in, in the the lamest way possible. That's but no, it's not. They're not doing this to try and change things. Right. No, that that isn't even representation. They could have just left the line out. Let's say that the character is heterosexual. Would they have at, would they have added that line? Probably not to mention a, a partner or whatever that otherwise we don't really meet and has yeah. no bearing on the story. Right. No, if it has no bearing on the story, there was no reason to mention it. Right. So onward. Onward. It's okay. It's quality animation. It's uh, clever and interesting. It just never, uh, never takes off as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Not the worst Pixar movie, probably like smack in, in the middle. What is the worst somewhere. Pixar movie? Uh, common consensus seems to be that it's Cars 2. Hmm. The one where they become spies and stuff. Is that also your feeling? I think so. The Good Dinosaur gets a lot of uh, hate as well for being very... It's a very strange premise. A very big sell of uh, dinosaurs evolving into cowboys. Is that like an ironic title? Farmers? That we're assuming that some dinosaurs are bad? But the... I don't even remember. Good. Yeah. Kind of like the good Samaritan. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, there's this one Samaritan who was good. Right. Yeah. This dinosaur is one of the good ones. Got it. What's the best Pixar movie? Oh, boy. Um, Toy Story 2? My, my immediate thought. 2, huh? The sequel that, you know, outshined the original. I'm pretty sure. All I the saw Toy Story that. movies. Yeah, yeah, it's the one where uh, toy collector steals Woody, and he finds out he's got other friends from a TV show. And Here's the thing: uh, that must have been about twenty years ago. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. Time goes Crazy. by. It sure do. All right, should we talk about the Invisible Man? Uh, yeah, sure. All right. Well, it's a 2020 science fiction. It says horror film, but I didn't find it to be. Very horror-y. No. Um, written, suspense. Yeah. Written and directed by Lee Whannell. 
And this is an adaptation, of course, and a reboot. Um, Elizabeth Moss plays a young woman who is basically controlled in every way by her partner. She plays Cecilia. And is she married to this guy? I didn't get the feeling they were. I don't think so. I think they were partners. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So Oliver Jackson Cohen is her abusive partner. She manages to escape and it is not an easy thing for her to escape in the opening moments of the, uh, of the proceedings. And she's comforted though, hidden at a friend's house to learn that Adrian died by suicide. So she is free. But she begins seeing strange happenings, sensing his presence. He's an expert in the field of optics, and she understands that if anyone could sneak about and be invisible or some other such nonsense, he could do it in order to be able to control her. And indeed, we I don't think it's a, it's a spoiler at all to say that's exactly what's happening. And it's... so <laughs> she has to escape his invisible clutches. And uh, everyone who is around her is threatened or severely injured or killed in the process. Um, ultimately, I'm going to give this away too. She does triumph over it. Yeah. And in fact, I was thinking about that as it neared the climax of the movie. And I was like, oh, was this because, you know, horror movies always have to like one up the last one or suspense movies. And, but I thought there's no way that this can have that last minute. He's not really gone like because because of the choice to make this about her and to 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 put in, you know, to make it about those themes of abuse and gaslighting and mm-hmm. uh, manipulation. There's no way that they could give her a catharsis and then go back on it at the right. last moment. Right. Uh, what did you think of the movie, Dan? I I'm I, f- I found myself in the middle on this one where it was mm. a completely fine thing to sit through. I didn't love it. I was bored in parts. And I know that we're talking about a guy who's invisible. So I, you suspend your disbelief there. But in other um, areas of the plot, I was just like, what? I, and I didn't get it at all. Why? I didn't get the character's motivation. I didn't get how, she, how exactly she was so controlled by him and basically in lockdown mode, how she was not able to share with anybody. And yet if it's that serious... How was she able to pack a bag and get a passport and get pills to drug him? How did that happen? Mm-hmm. And why would he fake a, a, a suicide? Who helped him with that? Where is the body? You know, there were remains. Whose remains are they? Mm-hmm. Th- th- there are, yeah. to me, some pretty serious questions of plot. Yeah. I um I wrote you a message on my way out of the theater saying that I had enjoyed it, mm-hmm. um, but but warning that it's a little brutal emotionally. Um, the more I've sat with it after and since, it yeah it doesn't it really doesn't hold up very well to a lot of scrutiny. I think it's incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. I thought anyway as a genre exercise yes. and as a movie theater Absolutely. event. The audience was eating it up. Um, it's good, good surprises, good twists, and just, it gets the most out of the thing it promises you in the marketing, which is, uh, this creepy stuff with being tormented by an invisible person in this kind of otherwise domestic suburban setting, that stuff in the middle of the movie where she's kind of discovering what's going on Mm -hmm. is compelling and entertaining. 
but yeah, the plot is bonkers, and both the kind of the, the nuts and bolts of their relationship and what is going on, and then also just again, you you you're right. This is a silly genre movie, and it is certainly not inviting you to pick it apart scientifically. But I just can't think too much about. You know, I, I think I prefer the old school Invisible Man who drank a potion or something. I don't even remember right. what it was. But because you, you can't poke holes in that. It just is what it is. The the actual solution and spoilers skip ahead if you don't want to know. But the what's going on is he's got this optic suit with it's thousands of tiny nano cameras all over his body. And then also, I assume, holographic projectors. So it's 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 taking you know it's it's shooting footage of what's behind him and then projecting it into your eyes so that you can't see him and it works perfectly and it doesn't make any noise even though there's thousands of little irises constantly whizzing and whirring when they show it up close but then nobody can hear that when he's around obviously you don't care about that while it's playing no. out but these are issues upon oh, thinking about it I afterwards. can suspend all of that um, to me, they show the suit immediately in the first scene, and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, mm. "Well, obviously, that's the suit he's going to use." You know, right. very, very clear. My my questions are later. Why then make now spoilers again? So I had, why make it seem like he'd been kidnapped? What does that share? To me, that right. opens up an investigation as to wait a second, who was found murdered or or dead by suicide? Mm-hmm. Who? Who did we cremate? It seems like someone would right. ask those questions, but no. I wondered came- though if none of that stuff actually happened, and because his brother was turns out to be in on it with him. Additional spoilers: sure. that they could have concocted all of those photographs and the urn, and that could have completely been part of the. Maybe there was no, you know, what a mortician's reporter, and maybe it was so all that just was just uh, fed to her and her friends, which is also crazy. <laughs> And they yeah. wouldn't look into this at all. I, I, right. I don't know. I, we should mention the friends. Aldous Hodge, who I've been seeing a lot lately, and I like him, mm-hmm. plays her uh, childhood friend who takes her in, and Storm Reed, who we remember from Wrinkle in Time, right? Wasn't that her? Um, um, yes, yeah. Plays his daughter, who kind of take her in. Harriet Dyer plays Emily, her sister. And uh, I thought that was a fine, fine turn. And Michael Dorman plays... Aiden's hmm. brother, who is kind of complicit in helping him behind the scenes. And you think at first that maybe his presence is the solution to the mystery, but then not. Mm-hmm. He might have been just as manipulated as everybody else. Uh, that's where I just started to get lost in the plot. Yeah. I'm completely fine with the invisible elements. That's You accept that. going into But I'm torn on that as well. Yeah. Because I actually, I do appreciate that the movie begins with the suspenseful escape Mm -hmm. because that's a great opening scene for this movie. But the problem then is that you, you only establish Adrian's uh, treachery by implication, you know, whereas we probably need some more details on this relationship. Right. I think that the screenplay could have offered some more plot details to answer these questions. They aren't unanswerable questions. They just weren't clearly supplied. And it left me feeling what nobody like it made the characters seem like they weren't operating in their own reality in their reality. Those characters would have immediate questions, the same ones that I did. And it didn't seem to come to any of their minds. 
There are scenes in the trailer that are not in the movie. Perhaps there is an extended version of the movie. That's true. Exists. And I don't love things where people aren't believed. I find that to be very frustrating. And some of that I found unbelievable. Like she sends an email to her sister, but of course she didn't send it. But it's like a I hate you goodbye email. And the sister just accepts that as being reality. And right. I think if you had a real relationship with your sister and you said, what? I don't know about that email. What? And then you show it and you say, I never wrote this. That has the ring of truth to it. And it makes perfect sure. sense that some psycho who's involved in this might have jumped on your right. email and sent it. But the sister does not right. for a moment entertain the idea that her sister, who she you know has a decent relationship yes. with, might not have sent right. this email. And she clearly kn- knows the history. She saw Adrian, you know, mm-hmm. violently chasing after her when she rescued her. So yeah, it, it it's very strange that that character beat. But also, if yeah, there's so much that I want to know. Just so, for example, if it was simply just gaslighting by Adrian and his brother, how did they get all the staff of that psychological institute um, to incarcerate her and? She still, uh, major spoilers, appears to murder someone in public, and then all of a sudden that stuff is just all gone. Right. Well, and like when the brother, I mean, now we're completely in spoiler territory, but when the brother says, hey, if you, if you, (laughs) she's going to have a baby. If you have this baby, and, you know, then all all of this will go away. I was like, a murder? A murder took place. How that it doesn't matter who They'll did it. They'll use optics to convince everybody that they didn't <laughs> what? learn about that. No, there was you murdered someone in front of a room full of witnesses, and oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You're out yeah. of jail for that now. Don't worry about it. I, ironically, though, despite all of this, I would have liked more of those answers. But I also, at the same time, would have liked maybe 20 minutes edited out of the movie. It would have yeah. been, I think, better as a 90, 80 minute like. All of that could have been prevented. Don't say a stupid thing like this will all go away. Just kind of don't address it. Uh, The only other thing I think that I want to mention too is I'm glad, you know, I I bought into the reality of the movie and I was watching it on its own terms and being entertained. And I I expected her to have catharsis and victory at the end. But I I feel like it's a little... I don't know that major spoiler alert watching her murder him is the, that catharsis. I don't no, know. I not. felt like that that wasn't as satisfying as if she did something clever to trap him in the horror of his own. You know, I guess that's what it is, but it felt a little too easy and a little too brutal for her. I you know, you know, like I wanted right. to see her get a, a more a higher form of revenge. Right. I I didn't like that last scene because it was obvious that they kept on going to the point of view of the security camera to really hit home that the security Mm. cameras are getting all this. But it's been firmly established that this guy is paranoid and cameras are everywhere. You could have even said it aloud later if you needed to, that camera footage saw him do what he did. There was no reason for that point of view. And when she walked away, we knew she had another suit hidden. It was obvious what she Mm -hmm. was going to do absolutely obvious so why did they need to show the suit in her bag after so everyone's like what oh she had a suit oh that was completely unnecessary 
just the way that it played out to me felt like they needed to a couple more drafts on that ending. Why not have her torment him in the way that he tormented her instead of, you know, like instead of, excuse me, I'm going to just go freshen up. And obviously she's going to change it. Why not have it be even mysterious to us? What is happening? Like he right. thinks everything's working out and he got away with it. And then why not slowly corner him or so, just do something more satisfying? I don't know. Right. A fun movie. It's been out for a few weeks. It's probably done. But if you, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, I'd, I'd say it's worth an evening at the theater. Oh, totally. It's better than a lot that I've seen lately. She's great. She's worth oh, yeah. watching. She's in everything. All. She's in, yeah. the, in the, what's it? The French thing? Not French, mm. but it's that um, thing that everybody's in. Why am I losing the guy's name? Like the with Francis McDormand, yeah, Wes Anderson movie. Uh, the French Dispatch. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah, everybody's in that. Sir Ronan, Timothy Chalamet. Everybody is in that. <laughs> That's going to be like a Christopher His Guest movie getting... with like way too yeah, many people right. so that none of them are good. They're getting so indulgent, his movies. I still like them. I love the design. I love watching them, but sure. they're lose their farther off in outer space every time. Yeah, I'm sure I'll go to it. All right, so uh, we already have covered, you know, the, the the I think we covered the plot and everything of of um, Portrait of a Lady. But do we want to revisit it, and you want to tell us your yeah. Experience with I, it? I mean, I what a what a great experience in the theater. It's a lovely movie to look at. Yeah, it's a great story. The performances are good. Um, personally, I grow weary of gay angst in films. <laughs> Not like there hasn't been plenty of that through history. Um these characters didn't have a lot of choices to me. There's a little bit of a like Titanic factor of someone you spent a wild weekend with basically becomes the love of your life from a distance and you can never let go that I find a little hard to believe Um, Mm -hmm. as well as why in the world they couldn't know each other after they seem like they live in the same vicinity, cross the theater, go say hi to this woman with right. whom you had a passionate affair years earlier. I mean, maybe continue it, you know, right, right. <laughs> you're both. And if, yeah, you know, why are they worried about public perception right. to women being friends? I would imagine is not right. A scandal. It seems like it, it could work out just fine under these circumstances. Um, if indeed your, your hearts are knit together as one or whatever. Um, I thought it was incredibly effective. The, the, the image of, um, Heloise in the bridal gown was so captivating and mm. putting that together with Orpheus and Eurydice I loved that final turnaround and she turns around the same way as the character did even though earlier they didn't understand why the character would turn around mm. um, kind of setting up that same thing and immediately the door is slammed in front of the camera which is what happens in the myth um, mm-hmm. I've th- that there was even time for that whole side story about the maid who needs an abortion and it worked i thought yeah the the only part that i thought was insane was as she's on her bed of recovery having them pull her down for a little snapshot (laughs) yeah (laughs) what was that about it's like oh you okay you you, right you gonna die oh okay let's just paint your picture right uh yeah, a, a lovely movie. Those three performances of the, oh, the women so kind of in that that environment they create in the house when they're they're the only ones there. And really, um, there are only four people in the whole movie. I realized as I saw the yeah. credits and cast list, 
Of course, there's some incidental characters in the background, but for the most part, it's just a four-character movie. Yeah. Don't want to push this too hard, but I did notice uh, it's not the same dynamic or the same exact type of story, but there were a few things about it, and it's been so long since I saw it now. I had a list of things that reminded me of Call Me By Your Name, uh-huh. um, uh, besides the obvious uh, superficial level, but I mean, even to the point of ending with a character s- sobbing while listening to music. Right. right. Uh, it had kind of the same, you know, little uh, tone at the at the last moment. Yeah, there but, was um, the, to me, and, and maybe it was just the different factor of it being men, as far as my my response to it. Um, I'll own that. To me, there was so much more tension and longing in "Call Me by Your Name" mm-hmm. and an inability to speak what they were experiencing and feeling that it mm. it was like a real ache for me whereas to yeah, me yeah. these two um figured that out pretty quickly and right. there was like some moments of tension where they weren't following up on their feelings but then once they did it seemed quite easy and natural for them yeah and they're shut up in this house in the middle of nowhere you know really mm. without any uh there's also a maturity in this movie yeah, where they kind nice. of know all along what the end game is they're not fooling themselves or there's no like great they just have to face it eventually right but i feel like um i don't remember the character names from call me by your name but chalamet you know is kind of blindsided he thinks his life is now going in this direction right and then it it's taken away yeah I, that's that's an interesting thing of uh time period i think because in portrait of a lady there is no question that she's going to be marrying this guy that that yeah. is decided. That's done. Whereas in Call Me By Your Name, he has a little bit more of a choice as to whether he's Army Hammer or whether he's going to marry this girl. Yeah. And he makes that choice. And then it's devastating. Um, yeah. She has no choice. I, I mean, as far as I could see. Right. I like, Her having another life and a family is not a betrayal. Right. It's just no. it's right. inevitability. And that was even named in the movie. I appreciated that. I liked that there wasn't drama with her mother. Um, mm-hmm. where her mother sort of gets an inkling of what's happening and turns the other woman away, Marianne away, or something like that, or forces her to get married or something like that, which would have been a little right, tedious. Right. Her her yeah. mother is is there, but not really a dramatic character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a um, it's quite a quite a piece. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I I loved the um. The chorus of women, I didn't quite get who they were, but right. they, they were kind of like yeah. this guild of of right. healers and women of the earth <laughs> who kind of congregated on that beach and uh, took care. I mean, then the woman who was um, offering the abortion, she hasn't done it on herself. There's just children everywhere in her right. yeah. <laughs> in right. her um, in her home, and I th- even kind of liked that though, like her holding that baby's hand right um i I, there there there's some beauty in that for me i don't know if you want to if you want to break from dudes this is your movie (laughs) right Uh, i also should worth mentioning the depiction of the creation of art Mm, in this movie yeah is some that's very it's it makes it look so effortless and it looks so right that you don't realize how difficult that is and how rare it is to show a painter in a movie 
And it's not just, oh, cut to the hands of the art. Because they are cutting to an artist's right, hands. Right. But it's handled so deftly. And the, the art is always perfect for mm-hmm. the moment. Uh, really beautiful. Yeah. I, and it's one artist throughout that's kind of an unseen character mm-hmm. who is doing doing the different iterations of this painting. Uh, yeah. Ends up being a great movie about art, too, despite... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Did you like well, the bookend? All at the same time. Um. With the with the art movie. class, oh, you know what? There's a bookend because I came in uh, late. They didn't show trailers, and the movie was already playing. Oh. So I got her the boat, uh, getting off the boat, and uh, getting situated at the house. So there's an opening scene that to me was a little bit pedestrian, where um, Marianne is now an instructor of art, and she's posing for her female students, and oh. she's telling them like how to place the hands and all this stuff. And then the portrait of the lady on fire, she notices sitting in the back of the art room. And she's like, who got this out? And one of the girls says, oh, I did. Should I have not? And she was like, no. Like, mm-hmm. as if it shouldn't have been out. Mm-hmm. And then later, I don't know if it was the last thing, but it was near the end. It returns to her as an art instructor. And the girl who she rebuked in the opening scene comes. Uh, and she said, you made me look so sad or something like that. Huh. Um, and she's like, well, you are. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't okay. I didn't know if that was really a necessary part of the mm-hmm. story or if we might have done without it um, right. of just start with the boat. And then, you know, I only saw her two more times or how many more times and then have that be the yeah. end. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I totally missed that. It must have just seemed like a weird and extra scene to me. Uh, another thing that I think is curious, I liked it. It's a mo- it's effective in the storytelling, but thinking about it afterwards, the business with the, the portrait she sees, the, the portrait someone else has done mm-hmm. of Heloise and the, the, the business with the book and the finger in the page, because that's obviously for us as the audience. Right. Oh, she remembers, but the, she didn't make the painting. Right. I, I thought else the made same the decisions yes. about what. And an artist is not going to do something random. Oh, you got, you, you're touching a book there. Let me just make sure to capture that perfectly. Unless she's, they're going to decide you know, how. Can they... you make sure that you can see that my fingers in page twenty eight right. or whatever? Right, right. Uh, just a little bit of, of license, I guess. But... And is there? Do you take drugs through the armpit? Is that a thing for people who know. take drugs? I, don't know. I was so confused. Maybe. And I've then heard I was of like, between toes, so maybe. What am I watching? Oh, it's an <laughs> armpit. I, I was, right, right. was real, real gay confused. Mm-hmm. Lots of lady parts. <laughs> All right. I mean, well, I, I think um, myself educated, but some of those shots, right. I was like, what am I? I don't yeah. know what I'm looking at. Right. Uh, this week, not looking so strong. I think I've got the way back and the hunt this week. I'm going to try and. Oh, the, the hunt Thursday show times are not out yet. Yeah, I mean, it's this lightning rod, and there's no reviews of it yet, and everybody's wondering what's going on. It's Damon Lindelof is involved. That's not always exciting to me, mm. but uh, it seems like it might be worth a look. Yeah, I'm going to try to see something tonight, because um, I've got some time, um, but I don't know it yet. Cool, cool. And I believe we are watching a movie for next week, so... Uh, yeah, we're doing like... Road to Perdition. Yes. Great. Stay in, in Mendes territory. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be back with that next time thanks dan Alrighty. um good to talk to you uh you sound like you're feeling better you oh uh, yeah i'm finally it took three weeks i'm back to normal great no coughing or anything oh the way back you're gonna go to that oh yeah i forgot it was called that (laughs) oh 
It's I see Slim Pickens this week. I will happily I think there's swap There's a reissue of The Gentleman. I assume they fixed everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> what in the world could that mean? Now That's you're weird. coughing. Yeah. Uh oh. Bad Boys for Life is still there. Oh, this is bad. I, yeah, it's What am I bad. supposed to go see? There are things that I could see, but they're already done for the day. I may end up seeing Emma again because. Uh... Oh, I got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me just check. <laughs> As Dan figures this out. <laughs> Everybody stay, just stay tuned while my AMC uploads so that I can just talk to nobody in particular. <laughs> oh, the call of the wild burden. Maybe I'll go to that. That looked interesting. Not well reviewed, but it, it did look interesting. Oh, well, maybe not. I'll go see Parasite again. What about hey, what about Greed? That is uh, a comedy with Steve Coogan, and I don't remember who the American actress is. Yeah, that he's might basically playing like a Fox News host kind of. It's a comedy. Oh, that might be my answer. Coogan's great. The movie's not well reviewed, but uh, I thought it w- was worth a look. I'm. Oh yeah, I don't care if the movie well reviewed. Just want to see something. Yeah. All right, I'm doing it. Greed. All right, seven fifteen. Hey, all right. Well, maybe then I'll try to watch it too, and we can. All talk right. About it. Uh, this has been our podcast. We're Dan and Josh. You can follow us both on Twitter and Letterboxd. The show is what's up. No, it's not what's up pod. <laughs> That's a different show. <laughs> uh, the show is holds up pod on Twitter. <laughs> Music by Jonah Rapino. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Bye. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, when I became ill, it was like just a little annoying, scratchy cough for like a day before suddenly I couldn't move. So watch those symptoms. Boy, yeah. Will do. I ordered a a piece of technology, a tablet, like a a digital paper tablet for drawing, and uh, I ordered it. It's a company in Scotland, but when when the shipping notice came, it was from Hong Kong. Hmm. And I was like, uh, should I be concerned? I don't want to be xenophobic or anything. But Sure. I mean, you just use good sense. So I assume but I, you... I looked it up, and CDC says that surfa- it can't survive on surfaces, non-organic surfaces, for more than an hour or two. So packages are not oh. a concern. Well, good to know. I don't touch any surfaces, organic or non-organic. You've never Alrighty. seen a, a surface that did it for you? <laughs> not once. <laughs>